Welcome back to part three of our discussion with Mike Sharman from Retroviral. Mike, so really to, to wrap up the section, I wanted to ask you, what are the three tips you would give our listeners um, for leading through change? Yeah, Roz, I think the, um, I've, I've been involved in a lot of research actually over the last two years. I've just finished writing a book called Brandalism, which will be out at the end of March. And for me, it really is around vandalizing the status quo of your brand. I think it's important to really expose your brand, put it on the table and really just destroy it and say like, how can we cannibalize this thing so we can move forward in a way to still survive and thrive? Because so many brands are in this holding pattern. Uh, you hear so many brands cutting back marketing spend and really not uh, investing in the awareness part of their brand during tough times. But you know, the example, the, the, the age-old analogy of Coca-Cola never stopping spending is a really important one. We, even when you're at the top of your game, you should continue to invest in those sorts of opportunities, the, the marketing functions, the communication function, because that's where your, your brand lives and breathes and survives and dies by, is getting out there in the public domain. So for me, I think that there's a whole host of, of different elements which are encapsulated within that. Uh, thinking about who influences the influencer with your specific business. Like how do you act as a specific mouthpiece for your business, your product, your service, your brand? How does it enter the, the, the actual world? Is it through social? Is it through white papers? Is it through uh, viral TikTok dances? And I think that the, the scary thing about branding and marketing is that there are so many diverse tactics that uh, change every day. Platforms, the structures, do I do SEO and AdWords? Do I get a fancy marketing agency to help me out? And I think that there's, there's a couple of things uh, for two more tips is really the thing that uh, Danny Meyer bangs on about around enlightened hospitality and really engaging with your customers and being able to understand what their needs are, what their fears are, what's going to make them really get those warm and fuzzies from you. Mm. And then I think the other one that's, that's most recent, which is inspired by my wife, Taryn, is just doing the ordinary, extraordinary. Like ultimately mm. we've been through a phase where, you know, people haven't been able to go out. We haven't been able to interact. And I'm going to places more and more often now where the service is so rubbish. Getting a coffee is an absolute hack. And I'd mm. rather go to a space where things are streamlined and they remember my name and I can be engaged in like a one-to-one -one human interaction because I've craved that for so many years now. And I think that ultimately, if you just do the basics right, Ordinary extraordinary, that for me is where I think I'm going to end my tips off today because it's not a difficult thing to get right. And you can make people's egos, you can make them feel like the most important person in your customer relationship. And that for me is just, that's just the cherry on top right now. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it, listeners. I think uh, to wrap that up, it is keep uh, the art of change is to keep on changing, right? The minute you think you've got it, you've got it right, and you're perfect, and you sit still, that's when your brand will will that's fail. So, exactly, exactly. So the art of change is to keep changing, um, and as Mike says. Uh, you know, make the ordinary extraordinary. Mark, tell us a little bit about brandalism. I have read uh, The Best Dick. That was Mike's first book um, and uh, met him in Joburg actually in a bar when he first when he first launched it and he arrived with a whole box of them to give to uh, publications and, and the like, and we dished them out to everyone in the bar. So I've got great memories of, of your first book and I'm very excited for the second one. Tell us a little bit about it. 
Yeah, so vandalism was actually um, a form of vandalism uh, by a bunch of street artists in the UK, a Scottish guy in particular, and then a few other uh, men and women from around the UK. And their whole premise was that advertising was creating huge detriments uh, upon society because it was making women feel um, just worthless, like beauty magazines and beauty advertising. You know, none of it was real. All of it was photoshopped. Uh, all of it was photoshopped in plastic. And to see beautiful, insanely large skyscraper-sized billboards telling you that you're not skinny enough, your skin isn't clear enough, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they really went out and vandalized outdoor spaces to be able to um, reconnect with people and tell them that you are good enough, you are worth it. And uh, the most recent example was at the start of 2020, when uh, there were all those bushfires in Australia, and Scott Morrison as an anti-climate change or climate change denialist, um, he was like, oh, that's absolute rubbish, there's no climate change. And then people were like, yeah, well, we're going to vandalize your bus stops. And then they went and put up these posters of like Blinky Bill and and the crocodile hunter trying to escape all those little caramello bears. And they're like, oh, crikey, we got to die in the fire. And they use these like Australian iconography moments to really foretell the fact that climate change is real and these bushfires aren't just a figment of our imagination or just uh, some random El Nino or El Nino or whatever it was. And um, I just love the fact that, you know, for me, I'm kind of anti-advertising and, and, and it's quite strange to say as an advertiser, but for me, I think that there's so many more authentic elements that we can, we can unlock in advertising. My friend Hobbo, we, we took him as a regular Joe. He was our influencer a few years ago and we put, got him to be sponsored by a brand. They got him as coach. They got him onto some uh, workout programs. He'd never run five kilometers and then we ended up getting him to complete a half Ironman in 10 months of our social experiment, which is a 1.9 kilometer swim, a 90 kilometer cycle, and a 21 kilometer run all in the same day. And he managed to complete it. He beat the cutoff time. And for me, he lost 30 kilos along the journey. Like that is a real testimonial for the digital age. And that for me is what brandalism is all about, is leveraging these, these various tactics but telling true stories and making difference in people's lives. And then your product ends up being the conduit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And I think Mike just uh, epitomizes for me the, the characteristics of a different kind of leader. Um, when I first met Mike, just to, to give you some context, when I first met Mike, Mike landed in London after winning a competition at the uh, a cricket match in 2017 for a, a trip to Lords as the super fan and fancy dress and he he turned up as one of those fans in the crowd in a mankini um, and definitely got his 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 message across as being the super fan uh, he then got uh, on a plane came to London had two years in in the industry there and then headed back to South Africa to start what is today um, the biggest viral um, and most successful uh, marketing agency in South Africa with campaigns that are spanning all over the world. So uh, maverick, challenger, you know, following the trends, not, not being afraid of experimenting is really the epitome of Mike, who's a different kind of leader and, and a, a great example to, to many, many people um, around there running teams and, and managing companies and brands. So Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fantastic to see you again um, and always good That's to catch up. That's uh, outro. Crikey. <laughs> Thanks, Mike.